Archbishop of the Genesis of Church talked about and how there's and a, healing. Um, there's been one death associated with this specific chemical. The Church of Bleach. The ingredients inside are incredibly dangerous. And some sort of snake oil. It's actually poison. Uh, an industrial bleach. It's a skin corrosion, burns, eye damage, corrosiveness to metals. Cause serious health problems if ingested. Is it toxic? Yes, it is toxic. Chlorine dioxide, an industrial bleach. It could send you to the hospital. The the concoction is so dangerous, the FDA continues publishing warnings. Toxic bleach The concoction is so dangerous. On the morning of July 8, 2020, helicopters, armed vehicles, and a full-on SWAT team descended upon the home of Mark Grennan's family, who ran the Genesis Church of Health and Healing in Bradenton, Florida. Brennan was not present during the raid, but his two sons, Jordan and Jonathan, were arrested. The claim was that the Grennans were peddling a snake oil health cure and defrauding the public and were charged with contempt of court for refusing to stop disseminating a substance. The substance they were selling? The Miracle Mineral Solution, also known as MMS. In a 2009 piece aired by NBC, ex-NASA scientist Doug Nash claimed his newly married wife, Sylvia Fink, was killed by MMS. Nash wrote in a post online that Sylvia suffered severe and prolonged nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea before lapsing into a coma and then death. The distributor of the drug, Daniel Smith, was convicted of conspiracy, smuggling, selling misbranded drugs, and defrauding the United States, and was sentenced to four years in prison. 
And in 2019, Acting FDA Commissioner Dr. Ned Sharpless reissued a warning saying, these products are the same as drinking bleach. Research journalist Terry Lynn investigates the first in our series of treatments and therapies that have been branded as harmful to the public and have either been shut down or suppressed. Are the therapies life-saving or are they deadly? You be the judge as we probe the supposed cures that are FDA not approved. Thank you, Lane. What seemed to be a simple crackdown on medical quackery, posing a grave risk to the public, turned out to be a far different scenario, as we'll soon see. From what I can discern, James Vern Humble was born in Mobile, Alabama in the 1930s. He started his career as an aeronautic engineer before turning to various other endeavors, including gold mining, writing five books on the subject. His creative, inventive mind spurred him on to keep searching for simple answers to big questions. His interest in the field of health directed him quite by accident to helping others heal from all kinds of maladies, some very serious. I uh, started sort of uh, in the uh, aerospace industries and I, I started as a technician in the aerospace industry and I, I uh, uh, just as things worked out, uh, I became a, a non-degreed engineer as a um, research engineer in aerospace and uh, I did things like uh, set up A-bomb tests. I worked on intercontinental ballistics missiles in those days on. and I was able to wire the first computer controlled machine in the United States at Hughes Aircraft Company. Uh, you know, I, for a number of years there I sort of lucked out and, and worked on the, the edge of science on a, on a number of different uh, projects and and I, 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 I had a lot of fun, <laughs> and so I went into um, mining, and I, I got uh, into, and I developed new techniques for gold recovery, and I could go into the jungle and, and recover gold that I had missed before because I could recover the very, very fine particles of gold with um, my particular technique. It uses nothing but water, and it makes... Uh, no harsh impact on on the environment because there's no chemicals and 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 it will not only that but it does a better job and a lot cheaper job than than the chemical operations that they have now i was in uh, uh south america prospecting for gold in the jungle and uh i had uh, uh nine nine uh, um, local people with me uh, nine local men uh, hired to, to help me uh do my prospecting, and a couple of them came down with malaria, and I asked them if they would like to try a health drink from America, and uh, uh, they said, well, they'd try anything, because they were terribly sick. They had, uh, uh, they, they were uh, throwing up, vomiting, they had uh, high fever, they had the chills, they had, uh, uh, they had their uh, joints and muscles were aching. There just about isn't anything that wasn't wrong with giving them both a, a pretty good shot of uh, stabilized oxygen and uh, that I had brought to the jungle uh, to, to purify the water before we, we drank it. And they, uh, they took it and uh, they, were, uh, they started getting better right away. It was kind of amazing. And, and in four hours, they went from totally, totally sick 
to completely well. And they, they had their evening meal and they went back to work the next day. 400,000 people die of malaria every year, most of them young. Nobody ever heard of anyone getting completely well after a malaria infection in four hours. And malaria is mankind's worst, worst disease and has killed more people than all the wars put together. Finally, I went into the city and started treating people in the city and that uh, wasn't the thing to do. The government stopped me at that time. And the government in Guyana stopped me because um, several American country, uh, drug companies called down there and said, told them that if they didn't stop the guy that was curing malaria, that they were going to uh, stop shipping uh, drugs to the, uh, to the local hospital. Was this out of concern or was it something else? This was one of many threats Humble received. That if they didn't, they didn't stop, stop the guy, the guy that was curing malaria, that they were going to uh, stop shipping uh, drugs to the, uh, the, uh, to the local hospital. And the reason why I know that is because a friend that I had made when I first got there was uh, the guy that was directly under the president of the country. And uh, he said, he told me that's what had happened and they had no choice, but they had to, to make me stop because they couldn't afford to have their hospital not have drugs. What is this substance that has Big Pharma scared? It's called chlorine dioxide also known as MMS. A lot of chemistry I really didn't understand, so it took me a while to, to um, uh, realize what to do to it, but the simplicity of it was is you simply add some uh, uh, vinegar or some uh, 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 lemon juice, and the acid in the vinegar or the lemon juice releases the chlorine dioxide, and that, that is what uh, uh, does the work. Chlorine dioxide kills bacteria and parasites through multiple mechanisms. In regards to bacteria, through oxidation it disrupts the permeability of the outer cell lipid membrane, resulting in the cell not being able to regulate materials in and out of itself. It also denatures the proteins in the cell and its membrane again by oxidation, to the amino acids that make up the proteins. The proteins then can't function properly, becoming deranged, unable to generate energy. When bacteria encase themselves with a hard shell, this is called an endospore. Chlorine dioxide can penetrate the shell and make the spore leaky. Organisms do not develop resistance, therefore chlorine dioxide can remain at low doses while still being effective. And we're on. Okay, so I have a bottle of the mineral solution, which is the sodium chloride, and I have the activator solution, which is the um, acid, basically it's hydrochloric acid. And so what you do, it doesn't matter which order you do it in, we're going to put in uh, three drops, which is a typical dose. But if you're just starting, I would start with one. That's all it is. And so you'll see right away it becomes like amber colored. Okay. And you want to give it 30 seconds to a minute to just let itself activate. It's becoming a different substance. What's doing that? So this becomes MMS. And so what we're doing actually right now is I'm sterilizing or cleaning the, um, the jar itself. So I'm not going to take this internally. 
But so what we would do, if you were taking it internally, you would just fill it up with water and just um, drink it. You could add some apple juice to it. That's the uh, juice that seems to work the best. Anything, any kind of juice that doesn't have any added vitamin C, it's really important. You can't have any added vitamin C in the juice. Um, so apple juice is approved uh, by Jim Humble. So you could do that because it does kind of taste kind of funny. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to add some water. And... I will get the top in a second and just let it sit in here for a little while and make sure that it's you know, cleaning the jar. This is used in food preparation, industrial um, applications and things like that. So it's uh, pretty good to clean, you know, surfaces. Chlorine dioxide has no effect on the alkaline side for healthy body cells or, or beneficial bacteria or beneficial microorganisms of any kind. The, uh, the it, chlorine dioxide is too weak of an oxidizer. So, but when you get down here to the a a acidic items, that's where the uh, the pathogens come in. That's where the uh, the uh, uh, diseases come in. They are they're all acidic and they're all uh, weakly held together. So you have them. You have very weak items down here. And so this uh, chlorine dioxide was a weak oxidizer. So when it gets down here, it, it, is, it can't do anything to the alkaline uh, <coughs> molecules and that sort of thing. So, so it doesn't, nothing, nothing happens until it gets to a, to a pathogen that is, that is weak. And when it gets to the pathogens that is weak, acidic in nature, basically, when it gets to them, it can tear them apart quite easily. Alan Keyes, a doctoral graduate of Harvard University, author, activist, and ambassador, wanted to verify the mysteries of MMS. Well, we've now gone through the whole process. Uh, we have had the testing for malaria. We found that the young child, Isiga, had malaria. And then... They were tested to actually see the presence of the parasite. Alan Keyes now explains how one simple dose of this compound cured a small child. It's basically been two hours since that process uh, began, and we have produced results that can now be viewed in the microscope. And the result is that the parasites have been eliminated. Parasites? medical quackery, or protecting the public. Here's something you might not know about the FDA. Most people think that the FDA is a government agency designed to protect the public. They are surprised to learn that the FDA and others like it are actually non-government agencies or NGOs. The difference is that NGOs, first called such in the 1945 Charter of the United Nations, have no fixed definition. These are independent organizations existing as largely tax-exempt, non-profit entities funded by corporate dollars, but also by taxpayers. In other words, despite popular belief, these organizations and agencies answer to their own agenda and not to that of the people. We found that the FDA, like other NGOs, operate behind front foundations. In the FDA's case, one of these foundations is called Reagan-Udall. 
a private nonprofit 501c3 organization. Their stated purpose, to support the mission of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration with the highest caliber regulatory science in order to enhance the safety and effectiveness of FDA-regulated products. Who funds Reagan Udall, we wondered. Is it by people or groups who want natural, inexpensive, and effective therapies explored and tested on their behalf? No, it is funded by the largest pharmaceutical interests in the world, including the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The TB drug regiments, CPTR, is another FDA funder and an initiative co-founded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The Critical Path Institute is another funder and another nonprofit organization, in their case created to improve the drug development process. Susan G. Komen is another funder, commonly believed to be dedicated to curing breast cancer, but that research is solely devoted to the development of drugs and allopathic medical treatments. The Reagan Udall Foundation, as well as the FDA itself, is staffed by representatives from pharmaceutical, medical device, and biotech industries, with not a single alternative practitioner, herbologist, acupuncturist, independent researcher, or any advocate of natural therapies on any board or position of influence in any organization related to the FDA or within the FDA itself. By 2010, the FDA had Jim Hummel on their targeted list. His group, along with the Water Reference Center, went to Uganda with the Red Cross and cured over 150 people. Then, the FDA denied it even happened. Klaus Prusmans is the CEO and founder of the Water Reference Center, affiliated with the International Red Cross. His prior career was general aviation in the Belgian Special Forces and he's the former director of operations at Virgin Airlines. His organization researches technologies with the aim of solving world water problems. In 2012, they came across a purifying system that more than piqued their interest. We came across a number of interesting technologies, always in the field of water, health, energy. We came across one of those purifying systems that already exists since probably over 100 years. And it's a purifying system based upon um, sodium chloride. And the first records of use of this sodium chloride was actually in Flanders, like maybe 20 kilometers from my hometown in Ostend, where we have a spa. And in that spa, before the First World War, 1914, 1918, they were able to help people with skin diseases, small infections, always with the use of sodium chloride. It has been said and written that the use of sodium chloride cleans the body within one hour to four hours of the malaria parasite. Through our network, since we are affiliated with the International Red Cross, we contacted a number of national societies where uh, malaria is present. One of them was Uganda. We contacted the National uh, Society Secretary General. We explained what the intentions were, and we came over here just to look at the field, what different steps one need to make in order to do this kind of test. A pilot case because what we actually want to do in this month of December is look at the effect that sodium chloride has on the human body after being offered a glass of water 
Every other day, we had a, uh, around 150 to maybe 200 patients every single day. In total, we identified 154 malaria-positive patients, together with the local health authorities and the doctors. All of them were treated. All of them were between 24 hours and 48 hours malaria-negative, without any side effects. That was 100% cured in 48 hours with no side effects. Bob Sisson, whom I've met personally, is a missionary from Tennessee, USA, and was a regular visitor to Uganda. He also partners with Dr. Alan Keyes, both refusing to be silent about various truths. He accompanied Dr. Keyes on his mission to prove to himself the effectiveness of chlorine dioxide and also the strange stifling of it. So initially we go to the Red Cross in Uganda, which is almost impossible to find. I think they had a little cross maybe that big, but it was rough going in the village. And I interviewed a couple of guys who worked for the Red Cross and they were so excited. And they called it the water. And so we drove out to Luca. And when we first drove up and they heard what we were there for, the guy was, oh, no, get away from me, get away from me. You guys are nothing but trouble. And I'm going, no, 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 we're not with the Red Cross, man. We're just, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what happened. And so he warmed up to us a little bit. Turns out the, the local head of the Red Cross had been transferred. I hope that means he was literally transferred and not something worse. But so he warmed up and he told us all about it. And it, it all absolutely happened, just like the original 17-minute video says. The infamous 17-minute video is the one we just saw clips of when Klaus Prusmans went to the Luca district himself with the International Red Cross and worked with the local Red Cross to study MMS and malaria. You know, the one where they had a 100% cure rate? Well, the Red Cross now denies the study was done, or that they were even there. And Klaus Prusmans seems to have the same amnesia. Could the fact that MMS works be the real reason for the crackdown? On July 30th, 2010, the FDA released a report with trumped-up claims that seemed to indicate this very fact. And I just wanted to read you something that the FDA has said on this report. The FDA has received several reports of health injuries from consumers using this product, including several nausea, vomiting, and life-threatening low blood pressure from dehydration. Well, uh, in the first place, this product is sold widely in the United States for the last three and a half years. And nobody has ever reported low blood pressure and dehydration. And only one person has reported that to the FDA. And there's no indication, no proof, no completely nothing that says that uh, MMS caused that whatsoever. And then, of course, I, nausea, vomiting uh, uh, happens occasionally. What, what, he's saying, what they're saying is several people, that's all it says, just uh, several people have reported a stomach ache. That's the most that, is, that has been reported to the FDA at this point in time. Now, uh, that's the other gall of a government agency that come in and do something like that out of a, several reports when in the yeah. same amount of time that somebody vomited once, 500,000 people died from, from taking FDA-approved drugs. And then it says uh, these are reports of health injuries. Health injuries. A couple of stomach aches is a health injury? 
Never heard of it. There is no logic in that at all. Nobody ever c considered a stomach ache a health injury. That's, it, it, I mean, you've you got to admit that this is just about as crazy a thing as any government agency has ever done. Could the reason for the suppression of Humble's product be the opposite of protection for the public health? Around 100 million doses will be required to fully vaccinate children in countries where malaria is a serious problem. The Center for Global Development estimates that the annual cost for administering malaria vaccines in the 10 countries in sub-Saharan Africa alone will be around $325 million. While much of the information we have presented and people we have introduced to you may not be familiar to everyone listening, the next piece will be. The whole world was in the throes of a supposed deadly virus circling the globe in a short period of time. We had early mainstream footage of people dropping dead in the streets of China, literally dropping. Hospitals were full to capacity, they said. The whole world watches the United States. So when the president spoke on a pandemic, everyone listened. Turns out the president had just been given an option for a cure by Mark Renan. And just like the telephone game, everything got twisted, except this time on purpose. Supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute. One minute, and is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. And so we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's, uh, that's pretty powerful. It was as if a bomb had been set off in the media. Within minutes, every media outlet across the world seemed to be ridiculing the bleach cure. Believers call it a miracle cure. Others call it poison. Its real name is chlorine dioxide, but in some circles, it's marketed as MMS, Miracle Mineral Solution, promoted by this man, James Humble. He is a, the Archbishop of the Genesis II Church of Health and Healing. The FDA has talked about how there's a... Um, there's been one death associated with this specific chemical. The Church of Bleach, industrial bleach. The ingredients inside are incredibly dangerous. It's some sort of snake oil. It's actually poison. A shocking and dangerous. Uh, an industrial bleach. Chlorine dioxide, essentially bleach. It smells like bleach. This is uh, skin corrosion, burns, eye damage, corrosiveness to metals. Don't drink bleach. Waterboarding them with bleach. Or a modern day snake oil. And it can cause serious health problems if ingested. Some pretty dangerous stuff. Right. Potent bleach. Is it toxic? Yes, it is toxic. Chlorine dioxide and industrial bleach. It could send you to the hospital. The concoction is so dangerous, the FDA continues publishing warnings. Toxic bleach solution. Actually a form of industrial bleach. Yes, this is scary, dangerous stuff. Powerful bleach that could poison anyone who drinks it. Powerful bleaching agent. The problem is, well, it's bleach. Is MMS really bleach? If not, what's the difference? 
What is chloride? Chloride, 87% of chlorine dioxide is finishing as chloride. It is chloride, not chlorine. Chloride is one of the most important electrolytes in the blood. It helps to keep the amount of fluid inside and outside of the cell in balance. It also helps maintain proper blood volume, blood pressure, and pH of our body fluids. Is chlorine dioxide the same as sodium hypochlorite? Sodium hypochlorite is really a laundry bleach. Uh, although they have similar names and elements, they are very dissimilar. The commonality of the name arises from the fact that they all contain the element chlorine, but their properties are quite different. Chlorine dioxide is non-mutagenic, non-carcinogenic, and is relatively non-irritating, unlike chlorine and hypochlorite. Chlorine dioxide deactivates microorganisms by breaking the bacterial cell wall, or in the case of viruses, by loosening the viral envelope. This action occurs immediately upon exposure. Human tissue is not affected by it. This comes from Frontier, Frontier Pharmaceuticals. Is CD safe and environmentally friendly? Yes. Environmentally, the byproducts formed when using chlorine dioxide are benign. Compare this to chlorinated byproducts formed when using chlorine or hypochlorite. And you can see why so many pulp and paper mills use chlorine dioxide. They have virtually eliminated toxins, e.g. the trichloromethanes from their waste streams, all of which used to pose significant risk for the environment. Toxicological studies have shown chlorine dioxide and its disinfection byproduct chlorite pose no significant risk to humans, animal, or fish health. Chlorine dioxide gas was first introduced into drinking water disinfection in 1944 at Niagara Falls. Today, over 1,000 municipal water treatment processes use chlorine dioxide. Chlorine dioxide is not a carcinogen. There is no evidence that chlorine dioxide is a carcinogen. Chlorine is not a carcinogen either. Chlorine kills by chlorination, not by oxidation like chlorine dioxide. Chlorine dioxide can be found in toothpaste and mouthwash and other mouth products. It is also used to treat drinking water and to rinse fruit, vegetables, and meat before going to market. Making claims of its status as a car carcinogen is baseless. There are no studies that show harm to humans and no studies at all that show that cancer can be caused with chlorine dioxide. The study of CD is very well documented and peer-reviewed by the EPA. The lab confirms drinking chlorine dioxide safe for human and removes biofilms. Drinking chlorine dioxide solution is practically harmless for animals and human beings, while the same aqueous solution can be very effective and a rapid killer for bacteria, fungi, and viruses. They're very different. Like, it would be like saying sodium chloride salt is the same as chlorine, which is, you know, <laughs> extremely, you know, off. They're related chemically, but, but one, you've got the single element, the other, you've got a combination, sodium and chloride, the ion, and uh, very, very different. I mean, we're made of chloride. The ocean's made of chloride. If you turn that all into chlorine, well, you would, uh, you would not be alive. And so that, that's, that's not correct. Why is it safe biologically? Because there's most stuff that's used um, industrial is not going to be something you want to put in your body. It's safe because it's an oxidizer. And because you handle oxidation, otherwise you could not live on oxygen. That's number one. And then you look at the breakdown products. What does it break down into? Very simple, natural compounds that, that aren't a, a problem. Chlorine dioxide is quite different than chlorine. Chlorine dioxide kills pathogens by oxidation. Chlorine kills pathogens by chlorination. And chlorination is uh, a process by where the chlorine combines 
with the pathogens or the poisons or whatever it might be and makes other various combinations of chemicals. And those combinations of chemicals in many cases are uh, dangerous to the human body. And some of them are carcinogenic, in other words, cancer-causing. Now, chlorine dioxide doesn't do that. Chlorine dioxide destroys by oxidation. And when you destroy by oxidation, you tear the molecules apart and they don't make any other combinations. They come apart and then they're washed out of the body. Is it possible that Big Pharma and its friend, the FDA, were afraid of what really might happen if MMS was made available to the public, especially if it cured more than malaria? We're talking about a substance known as MMS. You can find it online and many people have. The problem is many others, including the FDA, say it's not medicine at all, it's just bleach. But we found a woman who says it worked for her and you may know her as the bionic woman. Of that 70s TV magic prepared Wagner for an ailment she would suffer in real life, a case of chronic urticaria, severe disabling hives. All over my body, like welts, like big welts. I look like a boxer. My eyes were all swollen, burn. It would, it would itch like crazy. It's something that could just make you go insane. Through a friend, Lindsay was put in touch with a woman whose child seemed to be nearly cured of severe autism by something called Miracle Mineral Solution, or MMS, that was purported to work for a variety of ailments, including chronic hives. I was dumbfounded. Within a week, I was off the prednisone. Within one week, I was... I was just shocked. She says within weeks, the hives disappeared and never came back. Many have claimed MMS cures AIDS as well as several other illnesses. If MMS had become widely available or endorsed, Big Pharma and its affiliates would have netted zero. Of course, AIDS is a much more complex uh, disease and much harder to handle than, uh, than malaria. But uh, I think that we have some protocols, ways of using MMS that will uh, probably work on uh, AIDS. So far, we've had good luck. Dr. Laurent Schwartz talks about the positive results of chlorine dioxide against that of chemotherapy. Dr. Schwartz, in his own unique way, describes how this study will benefit cancer patients. He says that they are studying with good results the unexpected and positive effects of chlorine dioxide on cancer. They're awaiting the results of further studies that are currently ongoing and that in the future, he hopes that it might replace chemotherapy as the preferred treatment. The graph translation is as follows. Clinical results. Nine patients with prostate cancer, glioblastoma, pancreatic cancer, and breast cancer received chlorine dioxide. Six did not have chemotherapy. Eight of the nine are stable. One patient with pancreatic cancer remains cancer-free after 16 months. C'est spécifique, c'est pas toxique, et très probablement, c'est le même mécanisme que la chimiothérapie, mais infiniment plus efficace. Donc se pose la question aujourd'hui. Un, est-ce que tout ceci tient la route Ça, il n'y a que le temps pour le savoir. Deuxièmement, est-ce que l'on peut... Dr. Schwartz goes on to say that it's important to note 
that the cost of chemotherapy is 100,000 euros per patient, whereas the cost of MMS is only 30 euros per patient. Ce que le point que je voulais vous dire, c'est que ces globules blancs vont tuer les cellules tumorales. Here is a therapy patented just three years ago in 2018 that successfully treats cancerous tumors with chlorine dioxide. MMS can eradicate cancer by coupling it with one of two substances, depending on the location. One of these is dimethyl sulfoxide, or DMSO, which is a natural compound that acts as a vasodilator to deliver whatever it comes in contact with more effectively. Topically, this can allow chlorine dioxide to soak into the skin more optimally to get it directly into the cancerous cell. Yet, it doesn't kill the cancerous cell, it kills what's inside the parasite that causes the cancerous cell. Then the cell becomes healthy again. Wouldn't this eradicate all cancer therapies that aim to kill cancerous cells? Maybe it did cure even more, something Big Pharma was very afraid of, such as their latest cash cow. Why chlorine dioxide works for COVID-19? My name is Andreas Ludwig Kalker. I'm a biophysicist and I've been researching chlorine dioxide for therapeutic use for 13 years with three pharmaceutical patents. It has been observed that the COVID-19 virus, virus actually does not cause respiratory lung disease in itself. What is actually generates is a systemic hypoxia based on destructuring of the hemoglobin molecule. The government says chlorine dioxide is dangerous to human health, yet no allegations of deaths or even serious injuries have been proven true. At the same time, the FDA supports experimental drugs under the Emergency Use Act, which has been documented to cause deaths and serious injuries. One of these allegations is that chlorine dioxide causes lack of oxygen in the blood. And why? Why do some patients get better with anti-malaria drugs? Well, malaria is caused by plasmodium, which is a parasite of hemoglobin. So, which ultimately has the same effect as the virus blocking the normal function of the hemoglobin and preventing its oxygen transport, which is a parasite of hemoglobin. Parasite of hemoglobin. What about other pandemics? There's always something we need to watch out for. In this case, fear of viruses that are really various bacteria and parasites that they themselves have created. And here is a cheap, effective cure for that. Problem, reaction, solution cycle. Seems to be a solution that always benefits them though, not us. Now, back to those parasites and their significance to our story. Medical doctor, Simon Yu, a board-certified internist and integrative health practitioner, explains about accidentally discovering different parasite remedies that worked for IBS, asthma, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, symptoms of cancer, and a miraculous recovery from multiple sclerosis. In fact, he discovered an alleviation of most diseases from the use of various parasite medications. I checked. The meridian system showing in large intestine is out of balance. I put them on natural parasite remedies like wormwood, black walnut, clove oil, and patient gets happy. And when patient gets happy with the IBS symptom going away, and I'm happy. That was until 2001. 
when I came back from 2001 from Bolivia, I decided to try maybe parasite medications, how they respond. So I used parental palm oil or mebendazole, depends how they test. And the, the difference is that patient gets better with the IBS-like symptoms, but also they will say, oh, by the way, maybe it's a coincidence that my asthma went away. Oh, by the way, my chronic fatigue, my fibromyalgia got better. I got a phone call from my patient saying she came for chronic fatigue, but she didn't tell me her main problem is actually MS. I said, my neurologist said, I don't have a MS anymore. I had an MRI done and there's a normal brain lesions. Well, cancer patients, their condition become more stable. So all those phenomena, well, migraine headache, I say all the time, the migraine headache goes away. So, so this is what her story about. By the way, besides my IBS, there's so many other problems went away or spontaneously using parasite medications. Dr. Yu goes on to explain how a patient used parasite medication on her autistic child with surprising results. He was able to start talking and she couldn't believe it is possible, but she was so desperate for a child gave her parasite medication to him. If parasites are the root cause of illness, including big moneymakers like malaria, cancer, and of course the slated granddaddy COVID, which they're calling a virus, it seems likely that MMS, which showed such immense promise, was immediately branded a poison so that the public would stay away from it at all costs. We will include our supporting documentation in the FDA not approved website. Patents on this substance for industrial uses can be found there, but not for illnesses. If they could have bought Jim Humble, they would have. Maybe you weren't aware that they buy inventors off and suppress them or they'll just kill them. There'll be more to come on that. So what really happened with the Grenons and their church all those months ago? Were the father and sons dispensing toxic chemicals like the government claimed, an act for which Mark Grennan and his three sons are facing life imprisonment? Their crime was dispensing an unregistered cure as a sacrament offered by the church, which was designated as one of healing. Was this perhaps the only way they could get a life-saving treatment to the public. The Department of Justice and the powers that be, they have been attacking our church for over 20 years, trying to shut our work down. And it's because of Big Pharma. They, they don't want us, they want everybody to be sick, basically. But what they did is in Miami, uh, in that area down there, uh, the Department of Justice sent them a, a, a letter or an indictment, or I forget what it was called, but they sent them a letter of, of cease and desist, and they called it selling our sacraments, okay, in which they, it was donation. Well, they they had heard our head bishop, Mark Brennan's, uh, just a slip of his tongue, say that you could buy this product at such and such place, right, on such and such web, website. Well, they took that as a, well, you're selling a product. And so they told him to cease and desist. Well, our head bishop, he was kind of verbal about it, and they got him on a video you know, he, he was telling the Department of Justice there that the, that we absolutely would not stop, you know, offering our sacrament to our church. Let me tell you what happened to me. I was working as a missionary pilot in surgery in the Dominican Republic, and I contracted MRSA. Then I gave it to my whole family and my couple of my boys, two of them that are in jail right now, got it also. And I started searching frantically 
to find a cure for MRSA. And I kept on, this book kept popping up from a guy named Jim Humble, The Miracle Mineral. I'm thinking, yeah, it's a scam. I don't know why to do that. Well, long story short, I got brought back to that book. I brought back to that book. Finally, I bought it, got the stuff, cured myself and all my family. It's natural. This is a natural sacrament. Sodium chloride and hydrochloric acid exist naturally. They used to call it a, a, a mineral salt when it came out. In 1811, it's been around, coined dioxide, since Sir Humphrey Davies, 1811, and it's patented over 30,000 times throughout the world. The EPA has it approved. The FDA has it approved, and it's, it's used all over the world to cleanse water. They put it in the water, and they tell you to drink the water. That's exactly what we do. And what of the bleach claim? It seemed as if the media had been prepared ahead of time to bury any legitimacy whatsoever involving MMS, its inventor, and its distributors. We have heard from Kerry Rivera, as well as Dr. Kalker and others, that chlorine dioxide kills by oxygenation, a healthy process, versus chlorination, a deadly one. Rivera is a mom who has shared a successful treatment protocol for autism patients using MMS. She has helped many individuals, including her own son. She claimed afterwards that the veil of autism was lifted and he began speaking in ways he hadn't for years. As a result of speaking out about the effectiveness of MMS, she has had her reputation and livelihood attacked and has been labeled with every bad word one can think of in the mainstream media. What of Sylvia Fink, wife of the NASA researcher who claimed she died from MMS? Daniel Smith, the distributor who was jailed for four years, responds. After more than seven years of my own silence and Sylvia's tragic death, it's time for some truth-telling. Isn't it significant that in the past 10 years, MMS has been used in over 160 countries by hundreds of thousands of people, and yet there's only been one alleged death attributed to its use? And isn't it interesting that this death happened on a sailboat near an isolated island in the far western Pacific, a place with no doctors present, no significant medical facilities, and no capability at all of dealing with this kind of toxic poisoning that Sylvia was experiencing. Those are Nash's words in a MedWatch report submitted to the FDA over the internet on August 4th, 2010, a full year after Sylvia's death. According to various news clips published over the last few years, Nash met Sylvia in Mexico and invited her to join him on a sailboat. They were later allegedly married, though details in the media are sketchy. According to previously non-published information, friends of Sylvia described her as struggling with hypochondria. Traveling abroad in tropical zones, Sylvia was especially anxious of contracting malaria. Friends report that leading up to her tragic passing, Sylvia had been self-medicating with increasing amounts of potent anti-malaria medication that she and Nash acquired without prescription from Peace Corps work. Witnesses wrote in an affidavit that Sylvia had been complaining of not feeling well for several weeks leading up to her death, that even the night before she had excused herself from a beach party quite as a ghost, having trouble speaking and breathing, as if she were not getting enough oxygen. Witnesses attest that Sylvia was not in perfect health at the time of her death, contrary to what Nash has repeatedly told the media and authorities. Far from it. It was for this very reason that she and Nash called Sylvia's friends on the radio the next morning to inquire how to mix the MMS, to see if it might help with what was mysteriously ailing Sylvia. 
Sylvia's friends carefully advise the couple on how to properly use MMS, beginning with one or two drops at the very most. Only Nash was present when the MMS was mixed, but ten hours would transpire between the time it was administered and the time Nash would finally call friends over the radio exclaiming something was terribly wrong with Sylvia. The documents later revealed that after the autopsy report, Nash argued with the coroners in an effort to get them to alter the report and pin Sylvia's death on MMS, which they refused to do. The most the coroner would say was that Sylvia appeared to have died from complications stemming from methemoglobin anemia, meaning that oxygen was not being carried to her red blood cells, eventually leading to the shutdown of her vital organs. But here's the clincher. Excessive use of anti-malaria medication notoriously causes methemoglobin anemia. It is a well-known fact one certainly your average seafaring NASA scientist would know. It was no wonder Nash showed significant knowledge on the subject while arguing with the coroner. One news piece reveals that Nash admitted to having medical literature of this nature on board his vessel at the time of Sylvia's death. And lastly, a follow-up on Acting FDA Commissioner Dr. Ned Sharpless, who by all accounts appeared to spearhead the most recent ruling against Jim Humble and accelerated the rumor that MMS was nothing more than bleach. Sharpless enjoys a strong personal friendship with former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb, who now sits on the board of Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. Did removing Humble's MMS cure, as well as other potential cures, such as hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and erythromycin, set the scene for the smooth and deadly COVID vaccine rollout? The FDA and the worldwide medical establishment do not wish the public to become aware of their approach to the suppression of cures for cancer and other allegedly deadly diseases. This is apparent. Our investigative team has uncovered dozens, if not hundreds, of instances where cures have been suppressed and their inventors arrested while drugs with enormous side effects, high death rates, and lack of any real effectiveness go unpunished. Those who have created or distributed natural and effective cures are generally stripped of their license to operate, thrown in jail, forced to leave the country, as in Humble's case, or treated to more drastic measures if they do not comply. At the very least, they are publicly discredited or their research and production methods are attacked bank accounts are frozen, and personal accounts seized. Instead of helping humanity, these individuals are silenced and discredited by a medically-based establishment. It is clear that the FDA is embedded with the AMA and Big Pharma. While they regulate the little guys out of business, the conflict of interest is palpable, as well as any acting for public good. If the FDA regulates what we can and can't put in our own bodies, who then regulates the FDA? To date, Jim Humble has not set foot in his own country for years. To do so would mean certain incarceration of the man who has cured hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, on his own dollar. For now, this is Lane Teller and Terry Lynn for FDA Not Approved. The drug companies take a sabbatical, they take a leave from their drug company and they go over and be the guy that runs the FDA for a year, and then a drug, another drug company. And so the drug, the FDA in the United States is run by the drug companies, and it's, it's ridiculous, and, uh, and they have stopped every case, everything that cures cancer, and they convince 
the people, which is, seems to be easy to convince, they convince the people that these people who actually have cancer cures are charlatans and bad guys, and they convince the and 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 uh, and so uh, you know I've I've had three or four friends who who died of cancer, and they said, "Oh, I'm not going to go to the to those quacks," and and actually. The medical people are the real quacks. They're the ones that's killing everybody, and and so it, it's a, it's it's that's the way it exists right now. It's a, kind of a shame. I happen to have a friend in the Senate, one of the top guys in the Mexican Senate, and he says he said Jim, he says I know you can help with this, but he says the safest thing for you to do would be get out of the country right now. He says, I probably can protect you, but I'm not sure I can. He said, I went to the airport, and and while I was waiting for the plane to come in to pick me, you know, to get on the plane, some people came and said a city nearby had a lot of the uh, swine flu in it and that they really wanted somebody to help them. Hmm. And they'd come over to, 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 to get me. And I said, okay, I'll let, I'll, and so I, I, uh, I canceled my flight and I went to see a doctor in town because I didn't want to go over to that city by myself, but it wouldn't be, but the doctor said, yes, yes. He says, I'll go with you. And, and he says, we'll go early in the morning. And so, uh, the next morning I called the doctor up and he went and talked to me and his secretary says, he ain't going to talk to you. You know, just as well forget about calling him anymore. I called him several times. And just about forget about calling him anymore because he ain't going to talk to you. And that just gave me the clue that I needed to get out of the country. So I went back to the airport and, and got the first plane out the next day. And so we started uh, uh, treating people for HIV. And we just kept getting bigger and bigger and of course I was furnishing all of the uh, MMS for free and then I hired a man to to keep records uh, a lot of them were they are HIV AIDS patients mm -hmm. most of them had AIDS and most of them were, were really sick when they come in and they had uh, things like breast cancer regular and cancer other places on their body and there was uh, you know 50 different things were wrong with people mm -hmm. and uh, each one of them listed it on their record their record and and every one of those people would come in we finally treated 700 and by the time I get back it'll probably be a thousand but um, uh, they 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 just all all were in pretty bad shape and every one of them that finished the protocol that we checked and we checked hundreds of them Everyone that we checked were completely successful. In other words, if they did the protocol, they were completely healthy again. They were completely back to normal. The, and, and a lot of them, the ones that had cancer and various bad stuff, they went back to the doctor and had the doctor check them out. And, and all, of, all of their bad stuff was gone. So, and now it's extremely simple. It's just take three drops of three drops of activated MMS every hour for eight hours a day for three weeks. And if you can do that, your HIV AIDS will be gone. And 
not only that, but you'll be back in three weeks, you'll be completely back to health. But anytime you, uh, you get, um, you have cancer of any kind, I always give you MMS2, too. So you have that same protocol, except I add MMS2 to that. MMS2 is this chemical, when you put it in water, it changes into hypochlorous acid. Hypochlorous acid is that acid that the immune system has been using for hundreds of thousands of years to kill all of the things that the immune system needs to be killed. And there's a lot of things that it, the immune system kills all the time. It, hypochlorous acid is, an, is naturally produced in your body. And a lot of people are deficient in hypochlorous acid. And the funny thing about it is, is nobody, even though this has been known for years, nobody ever thought of giving a person extra hypochlorous acid. It never occurred to them. Now, why do you recommend that never happen? I moved to Oregon from North Carolina about two months ago. And the people that I'm staying with, um, one of the ladies, she had real bad neuropathy in her legs and in her feet. Uh, she's about 60 years old, I think. She said it's just been that way her whole life. She can't walk very far on her feet. The feet get real tired. Like she gets into bed at night, puts them under the covers, they get like super hot. Um, so on and on, she said she's done everything, blah, 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 blah. blah. I said, well, you know, of course, I have MMS, so try it. Um, but also should tell you, I take that stuff with me everywhere. You know, I've been using it for, well, the last time I was three years ago. I literally take it everywhere. It's, people say, oh, you use MMS for everything. That's because it works for everything. Uh, you know what? I'm just at the point I don't even explain it anymore. It's a body of life. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it just works, so I use it. Um, what happened to the girl? Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. <laughs> well, um, is she very much, uh, she took it. She got on the three-week protocol, and her feet are fine. Um, I use, MMS is one of four things I use in, in my work. I work privately with people doing that, you know, health and wellness, whatever. And, um, but no, that's the first thing I put people on. And that pretty much in itself dealt with the neuropathy. No more burning. She can walk. I was about six, seven years ago, and I still lived in the States. And I had used it just kind of on my own. I really understood the idea behind it, and I just knew I wanted to make sure it was cleaned out. But it got a little more serious here recently when I was diagnosed by two people. I've been traveling in Central and South America for a couple of years now. And it was apparent I had some kind of uh, parasitic infection in my colon area. So, and I'd heard about Jan Wallace in the area and that um, some of her testimonies, I knew that she would be a good person to talk to. So I got back on the MMS and I was, I just knew I wanted to bring out the big gun, so to speak. And, and I was serious about getting healthy again. I was tired. I was, I just knew things weren't right. I kept trying to find vitamins or supplements to make me feel better. Stools, I, I did yeah. some enemas. I did five in a seven week period because I wanted to make sure that wherever it was there in the colon I had the parasites that was addressed and I was shocked and stunned at what came out I think I had a probably some kind of flatworm roundworm about this big I thought it was a shoelace at first and all these different things coming out and so the more obviously that I saw, the more motivated I was to stay on this uh, 1000 protocol. And I am so happy just how much better I feel, uh, both psychologically, because I saw it, but also physically, just to know that I'm uh, free of those little critters wanting to eat food and eat me. I'm more clear-headed. Um, I wanted to do a master cleanse, and I definitely saw the value of getting 
cleaned out of the parasites first, so it wouldn't uh, be so hard. And so, toxins. toxins. Yeah, and toxins. Yeah. Absolutely. That gives you the clear headedness. Hello. My name is Kenneth Bingham, and this is my mother, Phyllis Bingham. And uh, we want to take a few minutes just to talk about what MMS have done for her. So I'm going to give her a slight little interview and let her explain uh, how did she feel after she took MMS. But mom, first, uh, what was wrong with you? I had an upper respiratory infection that was almost like pneumonia or the worst flu that anyone could ever have. I couldn't breathe. My head was so full of congestion. I couldn't even blow my nose. Nothing would come down. So um, I, I talked to Kenneth. Well, he had called me because he thought I was out of town, but I wasn't. I was in bed for two weeks with this same ailment. And I had no idea, but go ahead. So he said, well, I've got something that will help you if you'll take it. Because my mother sometimes is very skeptical about taking things of a, of a natural a modality. So go ahead. So I told him, I'll take anything because I was feeling at that point that there was no help for me. I'm telling you, the next day, I began to, the congestion began to loosen up. I was able to blow my nose. I think I used about four boxes of tissues blowing my nose, like blowing, almost like blowing your brains out. But I was able to do that. The coughing ceased. And I just took the regime like he told me to take it so every the, hour. So let me ask you real quick. So the next day from a skip, because the day before you said you felt like it was 100% sick. Right. The next day, what percentage of how better you felt would you say? <laughs> Almost 60% better. So within one night of taking MMS, yeah. of one drop, how, how many hours did you do it before you went to bed? Uh, how many hours did you do it? Prior to that time, I think four. Okay, four hours. Right. Then she went to bed, and when you woke up the next morning, you said you felt 60% yep. better. Unbelievable. And I, even it even helped my post-nasal drip that I used to have every morning. I don't even have that. So much. I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to share with the whole world what's happened for myself personally and in my family. There's been dozens of people that I've seen help with my own eyes and from life, all forms of life-threatening illness. I'm talking about hepatitis C, HIV, various forms of cancer. And along those lines, I'm going to share a personal story from my aunt, who lives in rural West Virginia, and she was diagnosed last March with uh, tumors in her pancreas. Her doctor wanted to start her right away on a vigorous form of radiation and chemotherapy. I informed her that from my knowledge and everything that I've been able to learn about the treatment for pancreatic cancer is that one in 900,000 people survived the treatment. She trusted me, and she drank MMS 1000 protocol um, just for a, a period of months, actually four and a half or five months, went back to the doctor and every single one of those tumors was gone, including a very large tumor in the neck of her pancreas, which was, uh, you know, I told her, listen, this is just my opinion. I think if you go and get treatment that you won't see Christmas. And so in November, she came out completely cured of last year and we, we celebrated her life and, uh, a long and healthy life and so many other people, you know, with similar stories, but that's the main thing that I wanted to share. And got diagnosed. I had stage four squamous cell carcinoma on my left tonsil. So that explained a lot of things. Um, 
But I had never told Mark. I never mentioned to Mark that I had cancer. So I never mentioned it to anybody, not even my family. And just out of the blue, Mark sent me a link to MMS. It just so happened that three weeks later, um, I had been receiving radiation probably six times, and I had a massive dose of chemo. Three days after my first dose of chemo, I was admitted to the emergency room with a heart rate of 30. Um, my fiance saw me probably age 10 years that night. They did a number on her as well. Um, so it was right after that that Mark sent me that link. And having never told him I had cancer, having been praying as much as I'd been praying, I just felt like this was something was going on here. There was somebody up there that was really watching out and it, it, it touched me. I went back to my doctors. I told them I'm stopping radiation. I'm stopping chemo. I'm going to try this alternative metal. Six weeks I did that. I called the same hospital that gave me the chemo radiation, told them I wanted to come in and get tested. This was about the time they were going to test me if I had finished their protocol. You know? So I went in. Um, I'm going to call him Dr. Z. He was my uh, radio oncologist. Didn't, tested my blood, stuck scopes up my nose, down my throat. You got to realize I had a swelling in my throat that stuck out visibly like I had... Um, Swallowed an ice. You could look inside my throat, and it looked like I had a boil on my left tonsil. You could see yeah. the whole thing. Um, it was noticeable inside and out. It was totally gone. The swelling was gone. You could not see anything inside my throat. I couldn't feel it anymore. Um, the doctor, I told him what I had done. He told him about the MMS. And uh, he actually said, uh, well, sometimes, you know, one dose of radiation is enough. And I said, well, then why did you schedule me for one almost killed me? And, uh, I would say to them the same thing my doctor said to me. He can't argue with what he sees. He can't argue with the proof, the living proof. And this was the oncologist telling me that. And when I told him I did MMS and I did it myself, he didn't, couldn't comment, you know, he kind of got the gag thing going on, but he says, I can't argue with what I see. This is Rick Perkins from Arizona. I've used MMS Mineral Solutions with the activator for quite a while. Initially, I experienced a lot of detoxing through my skin and bowel movements. Mental clarity had increased quite a bit, and I think the most uh, beneficial lasting effects are my uh, energy and mood. MMS works. I suffered severe autoimmune, and let me just say, not anymore.
Thank <laughs> you.